ceremony of the Madison Police Department's 58th graduating class. My name is Lieutenant Melissa Schifrel, and I have the honor and privilege of being the host this evening. We are prepared to begin the ceremony, and I would ask that everyone please turn off or silence your phones. Please rise for the presentation of colors by the Madison Police Department Honor Guard and singing of our national anthem by Captain Kristen Roman. Thank you. You may be seated.
On behalf of Chief Koval, Assistant Chiefs Gaber, Davenport, and Williams, the Madison Police Department, and our 21 graduates, I would like to welcome parents, partners, family, and friends of our graduates, as well as members of our department for joining us tonight. All of you should be recognized for your continued support of our newest officers who have finished their police training and moved on to a solo patrol and career with the Madison Police Department. We are gathered to recognize and celebrate the hard work and dedication of our graduates who have successfully completed their academy and field training. This class of new officers had over five months of classroom instruction and assessment. During these months, friends and family have undoubtedly provided much support, encouragement, and patience throughout the hiring process and training academy. Also, members throughout the police department have provided support and assistance in the training and mentoring of our newest colleagues. Veteran officers recently welcomed them to the street when they attained solo status as a patrol officer. This academy class could not have succeeded without those who played a supporting role. I would like to extend our gratitude and appreciation to all who played a part. I would ask any members of the Police and Fire Commission and any City of Madison Alders who are in attendance this evening to please stand and be recognized. Thank you all for your continued support. Approximately one year ago, the 21 men and women seated before you were competing against over 900 applicants in pursuit of a career with the Madison Police Department. They came to us from a variety of walks of life, including education, construction, military service, nursing, coaching, security, sales and customer service, social work and counseling, just to name a few. On September 14, 2015, they took an oath to protect and serve the citizens of Madison. They came excited, eager to learn, and took part in rigorous training and assessing. Over the past nine months, they have not only learned the skills of the profession, but also what it means to be a Madison police officer and the responsibility that comes with that title. It has been a tremendous pleasure to watch them develop and grow into new officers. We have much to be proud of this evening. A distinguished group of guests have been invited to join us tonight and give their remarks to the class. Our first guest this evening is Mayor Paul Soglin. Please welcome Mayor Soglin to the podium. Thank you, Lieutenant. On behalf of the City Council and the people of the city, it's a great honor to join you today and to commemorate uh, this class's graduation. I want to tell you before I go into my prepared remarks that when you marched in, 
Sarah Sagwin turned to me and said, they're really cute. You're a pretty good-looking group. Don't let it get to your heads. Something very, very unusual is happening in our country. And it's represented by something really rare and hopefully never to occur again, which is a graduating class wearing black ribbons on their badges. Dallas is a 985-mile, 1,000-mile drive from Madison. Today, Dallas, Texas is next door. When I've shared comments and remarks at prior graduations, I've spent most of the time focusing on the spouses, the partners, the parents, the kids, the grandparents, the loved ones. And I'm not going to change those remarks today because, unfortunately, they are more appropriate than ever. And that is, as they used to say in the TV show, be careful out there. You are out there protecting us, protecting our liberties, protecting our rights, and you're keeping us safe. And unfortunately, there are some rare individuals who don't find that consistent and compatible with a democracy. Every moment that you're out there, there are going to be not just those family and friends, but all of us concerned and worried and rejoicing when you safely complete a shift. Now, fortunately, in Madison, Wisconsin, as we've just recently discussed, 99.9, it's somewhere over 99% of the arrests that are made in this community are made without incident and without challenge. You don't know when that very, very rare occurrence is going to take place. It's going to be your job to use the skill and the training you've received and your lifelong experiences. Because obviously, that's what got you into the academy. You're to use those to attempt, and you will often be so successful, to de-escalate tense situations and bring that peace and safety and justice to every single member of our community. We've studied the police and fire department budgets, and over one-third of those budgets are spent on dealing with situations which involve substance abuse and which involve mental illness. 
when something goes so wrong in someone's life, you're the ones who are expected to show up and take care of it. The rest of us have an enormous obligation which the nation, the state, our county, our city have failed to meet in terms of dealing with some of these problems which are responsible for drug overdoses, domestic violence. And while others have shirked their responsibility, you're going to have to do it every single day that you're on duty and there'll be times when you're off duty where you'll be expected to perform. Because one of the things that we determined a number of years ago is that a firefighter and a police officer are never off duty. As someone who's been arrested twice by the Madison Police Department, <laughs> let me say that it can be an invigorating experience and learning. And while there may have been disagreements between the individual arrested and the arresting officers, it has clearly not led to anything but a warm and cordial and even in some instances loving relationship. We as the public have to learn to embrace the officers in the tensest of situations and you will do the same. Now speaking of my family, Earlier this week, Sarah and I's middle daughter, Alexandra, was stopped by a Madison police officer. She was given a $10 citation for not wearing her seatbelt. What's real interesting is the dynamic that took place. Where the officer, realizing he had stopped the mayor's daughter, was a little bit uncomfortable. But that officer did the right thing. He wrote out the ticket. And there's a lesson in that. There will be times for forgiveness. There will be times when a warning will do. And there will be times when you better write that citation. You should not allow anyone to curry favor, use influence, or in any way use their position in this community to determine your conduct. Conversely, you have to treat and respect with dignity every single individual who is within the borders and sometimes outside the borders of our city where you may be called in to assist other departments. And one of the things that the chief focuses on as a reminder is the public does not distinguish whether it was a Madison officer 
or an officer from another department. It was the police. Well, regardless of that failure to distinguish, you are always serving whoever it is you encounter inside and outside the borders of the city. And it's your obligation to always do better than anyone else in recognizing the dignity and the entitlement to justice that every single individual deserves and is entitled to under the constitutions of the state of Wisconsin and the United States of America, not to mention the ordinances of our city. We're a community that's dedicated to providing a safe and healthy place. That's what's contained in our own city's mission statement. A safe and healthy place to live, to work, to learn, and to play. And you do more than any other city employee because of your uniform and your daily presence on the streets to epitomize that. You are there for all of us. Well, you've been through a tough six months, nine months now of training. You're going out there under some of the tensest circumstances our nation has faced. And we know that we can rely on you to perform with valor, with excellence, and dignity. Congratulations. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Before I introduce our next speaker this evening, I'd like to recognize a contingent of our colleagues from the Madison Fire Department who are here tonight to celebrate our recruit graduation. Our next speaker is the President of the Police and Fire Commission, Wesley Sparkman. Mr. Sparkman, along with four other citizen members of the Commission, are responsible for the hiring process and approval of the officers you see here tonight. Join me in welcoming Mr. Wesley Sparkman. We're here to honor and celebrate the 58th graduating class of the Madison Police Department. On behalf of Commissioners Hamden, Campershire, Trammell, and Yap, we congratulate you. The Madison Fire and Police and Fire Commission appoints the Chief of Police and Fire Department, approves or disapproves promotions, holds hearings on disciplinary matters, and imposes discipline if appropriate. We have a very committed group of commissioners and among the members, other than myself, we have a highly skilled social worker with an amazing connection to the community, an attorney that serves as an administrative law judge for the state of Wisconsin, a retired and beloved lieutenant of the Madison Fire Department, and another attorney and business leader who earned a perfect score on the CPA exam. 
So I have to eat my Wheaties to keep up with this group. And even in these difficult times, it's a privilege to serve on the Madison Police and Fire Department or Commission. We're living in unique times, and I firmly believe that we're here at this time for a divine reason, a special purpose. And there are continuing and conflicting opinions about police. People are fearful, not trusting, hateful, for real reasons. But despite that, you here as new recruits and community leaders for a purpose. And part of the purpose, I think, is to usher a fresh model of community policing. People have asked me, what do I think? And, and first of all, I, I, uh, I personally rely on my faith in the Lord. And I don't have all, don't know all the answers, don't have all the answers. But there is still a flame of rude, tyrannical, and overly aggressive policing. But there is also a budding reliance on community policing that we have to nurture and protect with hopes of a community where people can actually talk to each other to solve problems. In these unique times, we need varied perspectives and a willingness to, to learn. And this city is fortunate to have a police chief that knows all about the training process and knows where to make adjustments. There is greatness in this department, and this is your opportunity to establish a trend of community policing that builds trust and maintains respect for policing. You represent the future of the Madison Police Department, and we support you, and we want the best for you and your families. May God bless you and keep you safe. Thank you, Mr. Sparkman. Our next presenter really needs no introduction. Please join me in welcoming Chief Michael Koval to the podium. Nice of my mom to lead that cheer. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. These folks are nothing short of exceptional. When we met in the offering, in the foyer there, I hope you understand some of you who don't know how our traditions work, but when they first come into the Madison Police Department, they're filled with the sense of being dynamic and agents of change. They believe the pens that we have in scrolled, a place where individuals can and do make a difference. And I don't want to ever lose the essence of what that idealism portends for our future here in Madison. So much so that I make them all do their own personal mission and value statement the first week that they're there. And then we laminate them and make a couple of copies. And then tonight is part of our 
ritual, if you will. It's been for a number of years now with me. I have them direct me to someone, some special people, who they hold dear and who knows that will hold them accountable. And what happens is that I present that special certain someone. Some of you have my you're using Miss Fans. They're getting kind of hot in it. They're laminated. And what I basically say is that your son, your daughter, your spouse, your partner, your sib, your niece, whatever the case may be, came to us filled with this sense of optimism and hope. Hope that they can make for a better Madison for everyone. And it is my hope that whether they stay five years or 35 years, that when they leave, they can reflect and look and say, I did not end my resolve for hopefulness and helpfulness. And what they do is that as they come tonight through their graduation process, they will each get as part of their their kit, their graduation kit, a laminated copy to put in their locker. And each and every time they begin and end their tour of duty, I hope that at least at the beginning, they will refresh that recollection, capture that joy, that sense of purpose and intentionality that they came here for. And in case there is any deviation off that path, that's where those significant others who have a copy have been told, you have my blessing, you are to use it as an ace in a game of blackjack, and you put it right back at them and said, the chief said that if you ever lost that zeal, that passion, that careful intentionality to give joy and hope to people, I'm supposed to call you on that. And so that's one of the things that's very important to me is that these folks, as special as they came to me and to us, end careers with that same sense of optimism, and they're not any lesser. In fact, they're better for having experienced what they're doing for humanity. As I look at these folks, and I can't do too much, a lot of them are the same age as my son. And I, uh, I can't imagine having my sons go out to do and perform and to meet the expectations of today's very challenging landscape. I can tell you I started in 83. We weren't administering Narcan to people who are pulseless and non-breathing. We weren't dealing with shots fired on an alert tone maybe two, three times a week. They'll hear it two, three times a shift. They weren't dealing, as the mayor made reference to, the kinds of mental illness breakdowns in our system that have people struggling and desperate. They are going to be purveyors of the human condition when it's at its saddest, maddest, and baddest. And that's where you come in. That's where we all come in. Yes, I want them to be incredible guardians to our community. But I also want them to have guardianship over one another. I want them to invite 
others into that world. I don't want them to carry around the burdens of the protracted exposures and experiences that is uniquely theirs, unfortunately. Policing is by choice. It's not by chance. In incredible odds, when applications are diminishing throughout the country, these last two classes in particular, I actually have to ask the psychiatrists who evaluate them, why are they here? Do they get what they're signing up for? Are you sure you don't want another look at this guy? Because I'm not quite certain that anybody has a sense of the grasp of the depth of the magnitude of what these people of their own volition have chosen to make of their calling. The nobility of what humanity has to offer is sitting here tonight. In light of the activities of this week, especially last night, I certainly hope that I can turn them over to you in the same condition that I got. For wonderful people, people you can be proud of. Because I certainly am. And uh, at the end of the day, I want you to be true to your character. I want you to be affirmative and intentional in random acts of kindness. Kindness begets kindness. Kindness provides us that opportunity for engagement where we can be relational, where we can listen, where we can explain what we're doing, when we're doing, and why we're doing it. You have that capacity. We screened it, we tested it, we hired for it, and we trained for it. I want you to hold yourselves to those standards where kindness trumps all other. And the one thing that you have to know about the Madison Police template for training, I don't want robocops. These people came to me with exceptional life and work and educational experiences fraught with all kinds of incredible service-oriented perspectives. You know, I got so much, I got a real bunch of mutts here. I got a couple of brothers and sisters. I've got two Peace Corps graduates. They went to the same high school. Did you know that you were at the same country at the same time? I don't know, that's another story. And there's one in this midst that, as I was talking to my wife, I did a full-court press on someone in this class for the last three years saying, you would be a great cop. You have those people skills, those relational skills that I covet. Come over to this side. I left it to Sergeant Patton to close the deal. Thank you. But at the end of the day, last night, with all the coverage... Went to my room. First I cried. Then I prayed and I said, have I done the right thing by talking her into this? 
And I'm confident that owing to their sense of resolve and the kinds of skills that their network has imbibed them with, the character, the kindness, the caring, the commitment to something bigger than themselves, that owing to you, you have provided us something that's extremely hopeful. And owing to this training team, you have refined them into gold. And there are so many people to be thankful for. We have elected officials who give us the resources to bring them here. We have community partners. One of my dear friends, Dr. Floyd Rose, 100 Black Men, thank you so much. He's been a part of our academy team, in essence, because this academy did things that nobody's ever done anywhere at any time. How many people assigned Just Mercy by Brian Stevens as part of your curriculum? Well, I can tell you, none. That's the reason he came to talk to these people. And next year, or this fall, Lives in Limbo, we're going to look at the immigrant experience. So what I'm trying to suggest to you is that this is not a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter production. These are exceptional individuals who will hopefully allow that individuality to shine beyond this polyester suit. And for that, I think we can all say we're deeply blessed. Thank you, you guys. Thank you, Chief Koval. Our next speaker is Captain Tom Snyder. I had the privilege of working under the leadership of Captain Snyder, both as a member of the training team and in a previous district assignment. Captain Snyder has been a leader promoting the qualities and philosophies of the Madison Police Department. He also plays an active role in the hiring process while commanding the training team. Please welcome Captain Tom Snyder. Well, once again, I'm asked to follow the chief after he speaks. I don't know how I always get that role, but son of a gun, that's a hard one to, to follow, chief. Thank you. Um, and before I get going here, uh, I hope that I don't miss anybody, but I just wanted to, to do a shout out to some of the VIPs that we saw earlier here. Um, from the City Council, Alder Ahrens, Alder McKinney, Alder Carter, Alder Samba Balda, Alder Eskrich. From the PFC, we, of course, have President Sparkman, also, also Commissioner Trammell. I saw Deb Julian here from the Public Safety Review Commission, Dr. Rose, of course, from the 100 uh, Black Men of Madison, and Kathy Martinson, who also worked with us. She's with United Way of Dane County. So I thank you folks for being here. It means a lot that you took a Friday night out to join us with the recruit. So thank you very much.
So I think you're all pretty cute as well. But, <clears throat> but I'm not here to talk about you. Uh, my purpose tonight is to recognize a very talented group of women and men that we call our training team. They are perfectionists, and they take great pride in their work. Their most important work is you and making sure that you are prepared for the career that lies ahead. As you all know, much has been written locally, nationally, in regards to police training. Uh, this is important to us. We take this personally. We think about it. We talk about it. It's, it's part of our life every day. Uh, of course, one of, our, one of our beliefs is that we believe in continuous improvement in our police department, and we always strive to better our training. That will never change. However, having said that, I think it's important, and the chief kind of touched on this, for the families and the loved ones here tonight to know that we have prepared these new officers very well. Our training is contemporary and thorough in all respects and second to none. That does not just mean the tactical skills. Those skills are critical, and there's no doubt about that. But I'm referring to much more, to include constitutional law, problem solving, decision making, de-escalation, communication skills, investigations, and so on and so on. MPD personnel from throughout this agency have contributed to providing all the requisite skills that these folks need to be successful in serving our community. Now, of course, I know the efforts of our training team is appreciated by the class, um, but you may not fully recognize all the time and effort that goes into researching, planning, preparing, coordinating each and every block of instruction. And there are a great many topics covered during the 21 weeks of training. Every member of our training team holds special certifications, talents, experiences, and are considered subject matter experts in their respective areas of instruction. These talented women and men make the job look easy, and it is not an easy job. To our guests this evening, I suspect you may have heard the names of our training staff and perhaps a few short stories that were shared by your loved ones throughout their academy experience. Our training team members' names are listed in the program, However, unfortunately, several members are not able to be with us tonight, but I would like to recognize those who could be here. So when I announce your name, just please stand up. Uh, we have Lieutenant Marianne Stotts, who's right over there. She is our, our pre-service academy director. We have Sergeant Tim Patton, lead recruiter and academy supervisor. We have Officers Eric Lee, Training Officer Eric Lee, Training Officer Bob Veach, Training Officer Chris Masterson, Training Officer Renee Gonzalez, Training Officer Matt Kinney, Retired Training Officer Sue Carnell, who will be talking to you in a minute. No, I get it. Uh, and Crystal Meyer, our Training Center Administrative Clerk. Thank you. Thank you all. I offer my sincere gratitude to, the, to, to my staff for your hard work, your long hours, and they are long hours, your willingness to be flexible during challenging times and difficult circumstances. You are professionals, and I enjoy watching you every day. It makes me proud to be part of this organization, and I truly mean that. I would also like to publicly thank our field training officers, or FTOs. Um, for a minimum of 13 weeks, our recruits were mentored and trained in the field, uh, being prepared for solo service. There's no way to acknowledge all of those FTOs, so a, th a simple thank you to the FTO cadre will have to suffice for this evening. 
but please know they are a critical cog in our process, and I know our newest officers on stage will never forget them. You may want to forget some of them, but you won't forget them. Um, I have one last acknowledgement this evening. There are three individuals who I would like to recognize, and that's kind of the theme of my presentation tonight is recognition. Uh, but these folks have since left our unit, they've left our training team, and they've moved on to new assignments or retirement. These three individuals have contributed countless hours to the mission of preparing both veteran officers and recruit officers for field duty. They are all very special people, and I cannot thank them enough for what they have done for us. So I would ask that Lieutenant Melissa Schifferl, who has now joined the East District, Sergeant Kip Hartman, who's been promoted to sergeant from training officer, and retired officer Sue Carnell come forward. Please come forward. Thank Thank you for your service in preparing these folks for duty. And I would just like to read our mission statement on the front. The training, the training team supports the mission of the Madison Police Department by recruiting, training, and continually developing programs and initiatives that create a workforce that is committed to excellence, empowered to act, adaptive to change, innovative in its approach to problem solving, and an example of best practices in the policing profession. Thank you very, very much. I'm very proud of you guys. Stay safe. Thank you, Captain Snyder. Each year, the graduating class is asked to select a keynote speaker. This year, the class chose police officer Susan Carnell. Officer Carnell recently retired from the Madison Police Department after serving over 26 years. In her last three years as a commissioned officer, she was assigned to the training team. There she took on responsibility as a lead trainer for a number of topics. She was also a, lead, a leader and mentor not only to new officers but to her peers. Please welcome retired officer Susan Carnell. Okay. Truth be told, there was an adjustment period, okay, and it wasn't pretty, uh, but I'm over it. I'm used to these guys sitting down there so that I could look at them, so my remarks to them may be a little awkward because I understand that I need to address you, but really, this is about them, so if you'll excuse me just a second, I want to pay homage to your loved ones, because I feel like they are a absolutely remarkable group of human beings. How are you guys? It's good to see you. You look so good. My gosh. What have you been up to? Oh, we, we, we can talk later. We can talk later. So, Chief Koval, thank you. Chiefs Davenport, Williams, Gaber, thank you. Mayor Paul, if you're still here, it was nice to see you at the movie last week. Let's do that again soon. So, 
Um, as you know, I've been uh, in uh, retirement. I retired officially on June 3rd. Um, and I'd like to say that it was a smooth process. It, there were some hiccups. It, things are, are smoothing out, but uh, there have been some tremendous changes in my life. Um, and there are things that happen if you're a human being living on this planet. Change happens, and sometimes you expect it and can plan for it, and sometimes you, you can't. Um, and that reminds me that um, we need to be grateful for the people in our lives, our friends, our family, and how important it is to show up for them. I think Chief Koval alluded to this. It's really important to show up for these people here. Sometimes we get so used to having them around and we get together for family get-togethers or we go out for a drink, we have gatherings, and we kind of just say, hey, how's it going? Oh, good, oh, good. And, you know, sometimes it's important to ask that follow-up question. Really? Are things okay? How are, how, how are things really going with you? When I ask you to show up for these people, these are good people, these are hardworking people, and more importantly, they're, well, they're people. They're people like you and me. I'm not a commissioned officer anymore. I, as a civilian, am happy that these people are dedicating a significant portion of their life to serve this community that I love. So I'm going to show up for them. If they call me, if they text me, if they need something, I'm going to show up for them. And I know you will, too. Over the course of my 26-year career, there were lots of times that I had no idea if I would actually stay in this line of work. It was touch and go, especially that first decade. This isn't an easy job for us to do, for any human being to do. It takes a tremendous amount of commitment to public service. And even the most committed of us often find ourselves wondering quite sanely, do I really want to wake up and do this again? That's a very sane response, by the way, to doing police work. But I've been very lucky uh, because I, after 26 years, I get to leave this job in a much, much better place, actually, than I started. And really, that's in no small part to Chief Koval. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. Um, the things that have changed during that course of time have been so supportive. Um, so for you guys, I want to honor each of you. The other day I, I was sitting and I was thinking about these guys, and I thought, how could I really honor them because this is about them? So I thought that I would just take a moment and consider each of them as individuals, and I found a quote for each of you to walk out the door with. And the, some of these are a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but you each will leave with your own quote from Martin Luther King to Mark Twain. We just, we just went for it. So, Casey. Casey, stand up so that people know who I'm talking. When I call your name, just stand up. Casey. Casey's quote is, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Sam. A man of calm is like a shady tree. People who need shelter come to it. Amanda, 
walk softly and carry a big stick. (laughs) Andres, dedication is not what others expect of you. It is what you can give to others. Lisa, if you don't like being a doormat, then get off the floor. (laughs) Lisa has been doing me the great favor of providing me uh, uh, certain workouts to uh, help me transition into my retirement, and she takes no pity. Tucker. If you obey all the rules, you miss all the fun. (laughs) Katie, you may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. Luke, don't judge a book by its cover. Molly, the most worthwhile thing is to try to put happiness into the lives of others. Chris, with the tough mind, there must also be a tender heart. Alex Lewine, a small group of thoughtful people could change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Alex Vogelzing, Compassion brings us to a stop, and for a moment, we rise above ourselves. Alyssa, life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. Moya, my friend. Lars, the terrible thing about the quest for truth is that you find it. Keith, always do the right thing. This will gratify some people and astonish the rest. (laughs) Kyle, I am prepared for the worst, but hope for the best. Cruz, judge a man by his questions rather than his answers. I think you know what I'm talking about, Cruz. (laughs) Hamp. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Damien. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. James. Be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. And Jake, our most curious member. (laughs) If you hold a cat by the tail, you learn things you cannot learn any other way. Ladies and gentlemen, I've taken enough of your time. I just want to say that these people 
are more than a badge. They'll always be more than a badge. They're not just that. They're human beings. They're flesh and blood doing really, really hard work every day. They do need your love and support. Please show up for them. They're dedicating their lives to show up for you. Thank you. Thank you, Officer Carnell. Traditionally, the graduating class has one of their members speak on their behalf. This year, the class selected Alexander Vogelzang to be their speaker. Please welcome Police Officer Alexander Vogelzang. Thank you. I'm nervous, so I may be a little bit sweaty. Can the camera see that, or is that <laughs> okay? Um, thank you, Lieutenant, and um, good evening to all. I had my entire speech prepared prior to last night, um, but given the tragedy in Dallas, I had to revise it this afternoon. I'd like to take a quick moment of silence to honor the victims of the horrific attack in Dallas last night. Thank you very much. Well, thank you all for being here. Um, I am truly grateful for the opportunity and humbled to be sharing this time with you. It's a really great honor. It is also weird. Um, I feel a lot of pressure to sound smart, be funny, and also say something that has meaning. I was feeling pretty nervous a couple weeks ago, and then a sergeant reminded me that Nobody's coming to this event to hear me speak tonight. <laughs> Just like that, the pressure was off. So, um, On March 3 of 1993, Coach Jim Valvano delivered an address at the ESPY Awards just eight weeks before he died of bone cancer. He said there were three things we should do every day. We should laugh. We should think. And we should have our emotions move us to tears. If we do that, he says, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. Unfortunately, this speech will not be nearly as moving as that one was. But if you need some inspiration, there it is. Anyway, there are a lot of people who deserve recognition and thanks tonight. So please allow me to take a few moments and single some of them out. Time allows me to thank only a number of them, um, even though there are dozens, if not hundreds, of people I could thank. Luckily for me, I have the microphone, so it will be at my discretion. <laughs> I'd like to start by thanking God um, for the opportunity not only to speak with you this evening, but also to be part of this department and this incredible community. I'd also like to thank my beautiful wife, Courtney, and my son, Nash. My life has extraordinary meaning because of them. I love being a police officer, but I love being a husband and a father one billion times more. Thank you to all the friends and family of the Madison Police. We literally could not do this without your support. 
Many of you are here tonight, and I want to thank you so much for coming and encouraging us. You are what keep us going when immeasurable heartbreak begs us to quit. Next, I'd like to thank my classmates for the memories, the support, and for nominating me as class spokesperson. You will soon learn that that was a terrible mistake, but your (laughs) confidence in me is heartwarming. But seriously, um, you guys are, are all wonderful people, and you have so much to offer this community. I'd also like to thank the Madison Police Department training staff sitting right in front of me, um, and our field trainers as well. Your investment in us has not gone unnoticed. I'm sure you will say your involvement in our development was just part of the job, but we know you went above and beyond. We are grateful for everything you have done for us. Thank you to Sergeant Patton, Sergeant Fiore, um, Sergeant Covert, Lieutenant Schifferl, Lieutenant Stotts, and Captain Snyder. You have assembled a talented and caring training team, and you should be incredibly, incredibly proud. The level of compassion displayed by this group is truly moving. Finally, a sincere thank you to Chief Koval. Your passion for teaching your officers the Madison way of policing and leading by example is inspirational. People like you are very rare, and to have you as our chief makes us extremely lucky. It is an honor to serve this community under your watch. One day, when you retire, someone will write a beautiful farewell for you, explaining how special you are to this department and how how deep our gratitude runs. I hope to be at that ceremony so I can publicly stand with you in support and affirm you for all the incredible things you have done for this department and the city. Thank you. To the Madison Police Department's 58th graduating class, gosh, you are all extremely talented and terrific people. I'm so glad we got to share this experience together. We should be very proud of ourselves. Don't forget how hard it was to get here and where we are now. The destination is not nearly as important as the journey. I know it feels weird to celebrate ourselves, but we can do that for one night. Tomorrow, it's back to work, and next week this ceremony will be but a memory. We must cherish the joyful moments in this career because there will be plenty of heartache down the road. We have already seen the worst things human beings are capable of, but that is why we are here, to support, comfort, love, and care for those who require it. As we do for them, we must do for each other. Much has been made about our choice to begin this career at this time, in our nation's history. It speaks volumes that we take enormous risks, put ourselves in vulnerable situations, and act as guardians of our city, all while facing intense scrutiny. I think that is part of the reason we can celebrate tonight. Knowing there are a great many challenges ahead, we are dedicated to serving this community one call, one contact, one investigation at a time. I'd like to close with a brief excerpt from Brian Stevenson's book, Just Mercy. The chief referenced that earlier tonight. 
as well as a challenge to my classmates. In his book, Stevenson shares a story about a time when he, Rosa Parks, Johnny Carr, and Virginia Durr were all having a conversation. At one point, Ms. Parks asked him to explain to her who he was. Stevenson says he explained to her the numerous projects that he was working on at the time, and when finished, the following exchange took place. Ms. Parks leaned back smiling and said, Ooh, honey, all that's going to make you tired, tired, tired. We all laughed. I looked down a little embarrassed. Then Ms. Carr leaned forward and put her finger in my face and talked to me just like my grandmother used to talk to me. She said, that's why you've got to be brave, brave, brave. This job is going to make us tired, tired, tired. The chief has a can of Kickstart permanently glued to his hand every time I see him. I think he only puts it down for press conferences. You think he might be tired? My point is this. We will be challenged, stretched, and forced to grow in ways we never thought possible. But we are called here to serve this community and serve it to the best of our abilities. Don't be disheartened by the negativity that we will encounter all too frequently. Instead, be uplifted by the people here tonight, our family and friends, our community, and our MPD family. Continue to stand up for what is right. Never sacrifice your ethics and morals and always be brave, brave, brave. If we can say we did that after every shift, well then, that's a good day. That's a heck of a day. Congratulations to the Madison Police Department's 58th graduating recruit class. Thank you very much for your time. Be safe. God bless. Thank you, Officer Vogelzang. Over the past several years, members of the graduating class have produced a video chronicling their academy experience. The video contains photos of various trainings and courses they participated in throughout their academy. This evening's video was created and produced by police officers Hamp Johnson and Alexander Vogelzang. Please allow a few minutes for us to prepare the video and enjoy the presentation.
got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I get that hot blood in my body. It drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off of it. Moving so phenomenally. No more like the way we rock it. So don't stop.
class will now prepare to receive their individual badge. I will introduce each officer and give a short biography about each of our graduates. I would ask that you hold your applause until all of them have been introduced. Formal photos will be taken by our investigator, Anthony Horning. 
But if family members uh, would like to capture a photo, you can make your way to the, the sides towards the front for your, your loved one. At this time, I would ask the chiefs, Captain Snyder, Mayor Soglin, President Sparkman, and the training staff to join us on stage for the presentation of the badges. Officer Casey Lynn Osman, bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin Whitewater in Sociology, previously employed as a campus service and security officer. Police Officer Kyle Batinger Peterson, he holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee in criminal justice and was previously employed in customer service. Police Officer Catherine Bland, a master's degree in social work from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and a bachelor's degree in social work from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, previously employed as a social worker. Police Officer Lars Bland, a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in nursing and previously employed as a nurse. Police officer Tucker Braunschweig. He holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in legal studies and a certificate in criminal justice. Previously employed as a woodshop monitor. Police Officer James Brennan. This is a icon legacy with retiring and you passing on the badge. Officer Brennan holds a bachelor's degree from St. Cloud State University in criminal justice and aviation's operations and was previously employed as a security officer. <laughs> Police officer Damien Figueroa. He holds a bachelor's degree from St. Cloud State University in criminal justice and was previously employed as a field training officer. Oh, public education. Oops. <laughs> Police officer Keith Brown. He holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Iowa in sociology and psychology and was previously employed as a track and field coach. Yep. 
Police Officer Christopher Hagen, bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in Sociology and Legal Studies, and previously employed as a program assistant. Police Officer Hamp Johnson II. He holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in Sociology and a certificate in Criminal Justice. Previously employed as a counselor. Police Officer Samuel Kirby. A bachelor's degree from Edgewood College in Clinical Psychology and Substance Abuse. Previously employed as a counselor. Police Officer Luke Leiterman. He holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee in Business Administration and Spanish. Previously employed in construction. Police Officer Alexander Scott Lewine. He holds a law degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and a bachelor's degree from the same university in History and East Asian Studies. Previously employed as a consumer law attorney. Police Officer Molly McManus. got another legacy here. This is her aunt and her partner, and so we're passing on another torch. <laughs> Officer McManus holds a master's degree from the University of California, Davis, in forensic science and a bachelor's degree from St. Norbert College in chemistry. Previously employed as a maintenance worker. Yo, yo. <laughs> what? Police Officer Amanda Poli. She holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire in criminal justice and was previously employed as a clerk. Police Officer Cruz Ramirez. He holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in English, European Studies and Classics, and was previously employed as a sales representative. Police Officer Andreas Rivera. He holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Phoenix in criminal justice and previously served full-time in the United States Army.
Police Officer Alyssa Grace Souza. She holds a master's degree from Bowling Green State University in cross-cultural and international education and a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point in exceptional education. Previously employed as a teacher. Police Officer Jason Spielbauer. He holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse in education, history, and political science, and was previously employed as a teacher and paraeducator. Police Officer Alexander Joel Vogelzang. He holds a bachelor's degree from Calvin College in sociology and was previously employed as a sales specialist. Officer Lisa Wiedekind. She holds a master's degree from the University of Wisconsin La Crosse in clinical exercise physiology and a bachelor's degree from the same institution in exercise and sports medicine. Previously employed as a clinical exercise psychologist. I got so caught up in the moment. <laughs> okay, now you can. I would personally like to wish the class all the great success and enjoyment you deserve as you begin your new careers. The bonds that you have created here will last throughout your career and beyond. You should be very proud of your accomplishments, and I am honored to have been part of that journey. At this time, I ask that the members of the Academy class please rise. And now, it is with great pleasure that I present to you the 58th graduating class of the Madison Police Department.
Please remain standing as the honor guard prepares to remove the colors. This concludes our ceremony this evening. We invite you to enjoy some light refreshments across the hallway. On behalf of the training team and the Madison Police Department, I would like to thank all of you for coming tonight, as well as your continued support of our young men and women before you. Enjoy your evening.